Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Your Vibes Podcast. Everybody's got a vibe and a story to tell. Here's this one. I hope you enjoy. This episode is brought to you by The Station. The Station is downtown Dixon's premier event venue. Located inside historic Mulberry Mill, The Station is a perfect space for a wedding or reception, birthday party or baby shower, conference or class, photo or video shoot, and even a live music performance. Just a quick 45-minute commute from Nashville, Clarksville, and Columbia, the station provides your guests with a classy and convenient experience in the heart of downtown Dixon's up-and-coming environment. To book your next event, please contact Andy Truman at 336-693-4311 or email her at events at mulberrymilldixon.com. And we are off. Um, I've got Miss Lauren in here today. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm lovely. I'm sitting here with a buffet of some homemade pasta of your specialties. Yes. Thank you for bringing this in. I've been starving today. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, so tell me about the pasta. What do you got here? Okay, so I've got butternut squash ravioli. It's a plain dough filled with butternut squash, ricotta, parmesan, mm. all the fall seasonings. This one? Yes. Okay. And it's got our harvest butter on it. Cool. Which is um, roasted garlic, rosemary, thyme, sage, all in a butter that you melt over it. Wow. Okay. So uh, do you come up? I guess you you definitely come up with your own stuff. Yes. What what kind of inspiration are we looking at here? I mean, do you just kind of mix and match stuff together or is there like a process? Um, so I came up with this one because I make a pumpkin pasta, like that's a, so good. <laughs> thank you. Um, that's like an actual noodle made of pumpkin. Okay. Um, and everyone would say, well, what do I do with it? And I would say, well, I have recipes on my social media, go look at it. People aren't going to do that to be really honest. Right. <laughs> so it was a brown butter sage sauce that you put on that. And I'm like, well, I can make the butter you just put it, take it home, put it in your pan with the pasta. That way you don't have to go look for a recipe. You don't have to go gather your ingredients. You just buy the little square of butter, yeah. take it home, you're all set. Now we're talking. Yeah. Now we're talking, make it easy for them. It's kind of like, what's that, um, blue plate or blue apron or mm-hmm. something like that. So it's just kind of pre-made stuff that you can yes. pour over it. All right. Well, it's mighty lovely. Um, what's this one right here? That one is crushed red pepper and garlic spaghetti. Okay. And it's got tomatoes in there. Okay. Um, some Parmesan cheese. The tomatoes are from our garden. So oh, are the herbs cool. and the butter. Cool. We try to use stuff that's seasonal. All that. So how big is your garden? Too big? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but are these little great? Are these cherry tomatoes or great? Yeah, they're little cherry tomatoes. Okay. Yeah, they. Uh, they're pretty easy to. Yeah, and you they grow a bunch on the yeah. on the plant too. Cool. Um. So where do you get all your ingredients from? Um, the flour, obviously, is just from kind of flour. Yeah. Cool. Um, eggs as well, just from the store. Cool. Then all the added ingredients, um, like the garlic, I will buy and roast uh, myself. Okay. Any herb we grow, um, I have like a fresh basil that I only carry during the summer when it's growing, ready to go. Okay. Um, we just try to use everything as seasonal as possible and especially like flavors, like the pumpkin. I only carry like October, November mm-hmm. after that, we're going to phase it out and go somewhere else kind of thing. Okay. So we try to keep it as seasonal, ready to go, all that. 
cool. So where do you get your, is there like a special kind of pumpkin you have to use or can you just get any kind of pumpkin? No, any kind of pumpkin. So when you break it down, I mean, what do you, do you like just do it like you're carving, just cut it open and then scrape all the insides out? And... You have to roast it so that okay. it'll be um, like, you can puree it. Okay. So it's pumpkin puree and flour and salt are the only three things in that one. Okay. My other pastas have egg in it. I can make it without egg. I have a ton of clients who are vegan or have an egg allergy. I can totally do it without that. Um, I do plenty of orders all the time for stuff like that. I'm hogging it over here. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna shut this door real quick. We're good. There we go. All right, we're back. Um, all right, so that one was phenomenal as well too, obviously. I've just sucked it down. <laughs> um, all right, and then the green one was what? That one is spinach fettuccine. Oh, cool. That's probably going to be my favorite right there. And it's got um, homemade Alfredo sauce on it. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right, I'll clean it off. Um, all right, cool. Stick it on that one. Yeah, that'll be good. All right, so homemade Alfredo on that bad boy? Yes, and I sell that at market to the Alfredo sauce. Ready to go. So what markets are we in? Uh, Burns Farmer's Market. Sweet. Um, right now, it's like holiday season. All the different holiday markets all over Middle Tennessee. Cool. Burns is our home, I guess. Yeah. That's like where we go. Shout out to Morgan. Time. Yes. Nice. Um, and you which, do a lot of like festivals and or yeah. festivals and fairs and stuff like that. Maybe yeah. not fairs, but did you do the, uh, wasn't there a big one in Bucksnort not too long ago? I think Hannah went to that one. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. You were at the Lonesome Cabin one, though, right? Yes, I went to Lonesome Cabin. Cool. Um, we had one that was once a month standing at a place called Inside Out Markets in Gallatin. Okay. Um, I had a friend who knew the owner of that shop, and they were going to do like a summer series with local artisans Okay. once a month. So we did that once a month. That just ended in October. So most of the markets run like March or April through October, seasonal. Cool. Then the holiday season kind of kicks in, and those are like the bigger individual one-off kind of things. So is the holiday season like your busiest season? Absolutely. I can imagine. So a lot yeah. of people needing a lot of food for yeah. just to take to family events. Mm -hmm. It's easier for you to make it than for them to make yes. it. Yes. I also have a lot of people that will order um, for like dinner parties. They want to cool. kind of show something that's different or cool. be able to have something for friends to come over. That's not just your usual like chicken. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this pasta, all varieties of it is definitely a, a good addition to. So why why pasta? Where did that come from? Um, so I actually have the attachments on my KitchenAid. My husband gave them to me as like an anniversary gift a few years ago. Cool. Thought it was going to be really fun. Tried it out. Started making it at home. It was really great. He loved it. And we went to Somerville, South Carolina, where my mom lives. And there was a lady there selling different flavored pastas at their farmer's market. And her line was like 30 people deep. Mm. And my husband's like, you can make this. Why are we not? Like, you can do this. So I came home, played with it. Um, just got used to everything from that. And actually, in June of 2020, we, so we moved to Burns in... March of 2020, right as the pandemic hit from Bellevue. Okay. Um, and we were all like, you know, working from home, not going anywhere. What do we do with all our time? And Ashley with Burns Mercantile had posted that she was going to do like a local farmer's market that summer if you wanted to just like come set up and try it out. 
So I said, well, I'll take my pasta, see how it goes. Who knows? I just sold one bag the first day. <laughs> nice. Hey, it's <laughs> it was, one bag. It was pretty bad. Yeah. But that's okay. I just kept going back over and over and over and eventually got to the point where I was just like selling out, getting into bigger markets, doing just like all sorts of stuff like that. So that's kind of where it started. And now I go through probably like 25 pounds of flour a week. Whoa. Just like cranking it out. Cranking pasta. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, good for you for keeping on going too, you know? There's a lot of people who kind of give it up. You yeah. Know? But you kept on chugging with I was them. like, well, I have nothing else to do on Saturdays. Sure. We're going to try it out. We're just sure. going to keep going. <laughs> so this was your Saturday routine? Yeah. Was just making mm-hmm. a whole bunch of pasta. Yeah. Does it? Does your husband help as well too? He cannot cook. I'm sorry. <laughs> he, he can can't. eat pretty good yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, he cannot cook. That's good. Um, so is it just pasta, or do you have any other kind of lines of anything else too? Uh, so I do the pasta. I do some different flavored butters. Okay. I do the Alfredo sauce. Okay. And then I also do take and bake meals. Oh yeah. So it's um, like double the pasta that's in here. So it's 12 ounces of pasta, and I do like a chicken Alfredo. So it's got the chicken, the Alfredo sauce everything ready to go instructions on the top you just throw it in your oven oh cool yeah i do like that a lasagna different like pasta salads during the summer Mm -hmm. anything so do you cook for your family too are you pretty much exhausted oh boy no i (laughs) my routine is that i get up (laughs) i make my pasta dough because it has to rest for a couple hours you can't just like roll it out immediately wake up make my pasta dough go about my day in the afternoon i'll roll it back out cut it into the shape and then make dinner for everybody else that's not our pasta. So do you have like a specific pasta refrigerator that you have to keep everything in? We have four freezers in our house. <laughs> that's awesome. We have four. Uh, we have two refrigerators and four freezers that okay. we just like alternate wow. all the stuff. Everything is covered in flour at okay. all times. I can imagine so. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm glad nobody's allergic to flour in your house. Right. That would be I a disaster. That never happens. Right? Yeah. Yeah, we were just talking about my dog's allergies and... Uh, yours as well too so yeah that's not an easy thing to deal with i hope that doesn't happen yeah so do you have um obviously gluten is a thing i mean is you you doing some gluten-free stuff or you're trying to I have so many requests i've tried like three or four different flour alternatives the problem is with pasta you need it to stretch which mm-hmm. you need the gluten to mm-hmm. be able to stretch it's, it's almost so impossible hard. yeah i can imagine i try so many different ways I can't get it to work. Yeah. And I always have people who are like, I just really want gluten-free. And I hope one day I can figure it out. Sure. You can't please everybody. <laughs> right. Especially right off the bat. Yeah. Working out of your house. I can handle no egg. I can't handle So no what do you use in supplement of egg? Olive oil. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Do you ever use like a uh, like an avocado oil or anything like that too? Or is olive I definitely oil could. Yeah. I, you know, I haven't had a request for it or whatever, but I definitely could. Cool. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you've got a you've got another job too, right? Yes. Kind of? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Trying to phase out a little bit? Yeah. I've been in private banking for about 10 years. Okay. And pasta has taken over my life. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> so slowly trying to phase out of that to go pasta full time. Okay. Yep. So where does it go? I mean, what's 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 next on the list for Miss Lauren? Um, Louis Linguini, by the way, and, and it's named after your wiener dog? Yes, Louis our little wiener dog. Mm-hmm. And he looks like a... He looks like a noodle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a long spaghetti noodle. Everywhere we go, they're like, that's the longest dog we've ever seen. I'm like, yeah, he is really long. I don't really know where that came from. That's so silly. Um, yeah, so my next step is finding a kitchen space to make it commercially Okay. Um, that way I can sell in retail stores right now. I'm limited to markets 
or porch pickup delivery that type of thing um so i need to find somewhere to do commercial kitchen space roll out my dough be able to sell it you know either at a restaurant in a retail store or something like that um and another thing is to find a spot to do classes um so that you guys can learn how to make pasta yeah now, were you, correct me if I'm wrong, were you doing that at, um, when you go to the the festivals and stuff? Or? I don't typically, if it's an artisan vendor type okay. situation where it is just sales. Mm-hmm. When we did Lonesome Park uh, Bicentennial, I did show how to roll it out like by hand, which I don't do at home. I have a machine, but <laughs> I was showing and like the kids loved it. They sure, just thought it was like so funny. Um, so no, I've never been able to find a spot to actually bring smaller pasta machines in they would be hand crank because okay. you wouldn't be doing large amounts sure but just to teach people how to do it how to make your own dough if you wanted to do a flavor how to flavor it that kind of thing okay wow yeah yeah those classes are really taking off yeah i know um elizabeth at boardable 615 um well i don't know if she's done a charcuterie class she, she may have done a charcuterie class but she brought somebody in to do like a uh, cocktail class too mm-hmm. And I think yeah. people just love that stuff. Yeah, especially if you, Yeah, it gives them something different to do. It's an yeah. interactive experience. People, like you were saying, quarantine, it really shook everybody up out of their routines. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it kind of... Well, I, I just read so much about people making bread. Yeah. You, know, like you couldn't find flour trend. anywhere yeah. or yeast. <laughs> or toilet paper. Yeah, that too. <laughs> um, so uh, you're needing some kitchen space. Are you going to just solely keep it pasta? Do you have any other thing? And, and the sauces and stuff as well, too, and the butters? Or is there anything else rolling around in your head? that? For might... right now, I really want to focus on the fresh pasta. I feel cool. like people don't know that fresh pasta is different than a dried pasta. What's the difference? So I keep the dough completely fresh. It's never dried out. Um, it's like, I mean, it's just like a fresh dough. Like okay. it would feel to you like a Play-Doh kind mm-hmm. of. Um, so then when you boil it, it only takes like two minutes. It doesn't have to absorb the water. So you're just cooking that like flour and egg basically up to temperature. Okay. Um, and it gives you, people talk about like pasta water. You hear it on Food Network Mm -hmm. all the time. Like what is pasta water? The starch that comes out of the flour makes your water kind of like murky. Mm -hmm. And that will create like a perfect sauce. People are always like, oh, I want to go put a sauce on it. What do I do? Don't please. <laughs> just put your pasta water and like some cheese and veggies on your pasta. So how does it wait? So so, so you So the pasta water will like thicken when it's like so So you take it out and you you just pull rather, the noodles out, you strain them just, into another thing or Just pull your noodles out okay. and put them into like a nonstick skillet or something mm-hmm. like that. Um and then like take a ladle of your pasta water. Okay. And put it in there. Huh. And it will like emulsify and give you a pasta sauce. Oh. Just put some like Parmesan cheese. Like that's what's on the spaghetti. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Rather than a full like marinara sauce. Okay. Yeah. So you're not a fan of marinara sauce? No, I love it. I, I like I make it for lasagna. It's perfect okay. for that. Okay. You need something in there. But with like the flavored pasta, I'm counting on the ingredients in the pasta dough oh, to give yeah. you the flavor rather it's like putting than putting a one sauce on a steak right yeah exactly oh, got, it. <laughs> yes. got it now i'm blonde sorry it takes me a minute so to... i just want people to taste the flavor of the pasta and the texture that is different mm. than like a dried box of spaghetti okay so do you have a favorite pasta that you cook my favorite is a lemon pasta no it sounds strange okay 
Um, it's really, really fresh. It's lemon zest instead of lemon juice, so it's not sour. It's just the essence of the lemon. Yeah, sure. It <laughs> hits all the senses. Yeah. Wow. Um, what about your marketing? Uh, so, I mean, are you just pretty much on Facebook and obviously going to the festivals and stuff? Or yeah. Anything else behind that? Uh, social media, Instagram, okay. Facebook. Are you on TikTok? I want to be. I have an account so that I could save the name so no one took my name. Okay. I Solid don't start. know how to upload videos. I'm not a good millennial. <laughs> I have no idea how to upload the videos. I need to get on that. It's quite a jump. I ask a lot of people um, who obviously, pretty much every company right now is a tech company. I mean, you have to be. Right. I mean, in some sense, form or fashion, you have to be some sort of, you know, technologically savvy of sorts uh, in order to market appropriately. And um, I don't know what it is about TikTok. There's either people that are like all in. Right. There's several people in Dixon that are like all in. There's a guy that has a lock picking thing. He was on a couple episodes ago. Or last yeah, he episode. changed all the locks in my house. Oh, <laughs> yes, how about that? I know him well. <laughs> yeah, lock pick Rick. Um, yeah, like he, right off the bat, was just getting crazy about of followers. Just picking locks and showing people how easy it yeah. was to pick locks and all that. So I think it's just one of those you just got to figure do it out. It. You just hit that little plus button at the bottom. Yeah. Hopefully I don't have any followers yet. (laughs) Yeah. There is an account on there that, I mean, the world knows everything that you want on the internet. Mm -hmm. And there is an account. I think he lives in like New York or something. And he makes like crazy shapes of pasta. Yeah. So he'll roll it out. And he made some that looked like succulents the other day. Ooh. And I was like, I gotta figure this out. so cool. I mean, he made it look so so easy. I'm sure. Which maybe it is easy. I've never tried to make succulent shaped pasta. But he has like a huge following on there. And I'm like, see, I got to figure this out. Just little (laughs) niche kind of things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You can come up with your own thing. Um, So what, what, so besides pasta, obviously you love pasta um, and you're kind of phasing out, um, you know, as starting a business as, as well as you just kind of got to obsess yourself over it. Yeah. Um, I'm learning that pretty quickly. (laughs) Uh, I, I as well. So I work here doing sales, um, uh, business development, quote unquote. And uh, started an entertainment company that is taking over my life quickly. Yeah. Um, but they all work together because I niche in the hospitality space. So, okay. um, you know, it's they, they kind of feed the same funnel at that point. Yeah. Um, but self-care is obviously very important. So, um, I don't know, just tell me a little bit about you and kind of, besides possible, you know, what maybe you're interested in and doing and yeah. any kind of twerk somebody may be interested in knowing about you. Um, so, I am from Virginia. Okay. Um, about two hours west of D.C. in the mountains, hmm. Shenandoah Valley. Um, grew up there. Is there a country song about that? Yeah, so... Um, or is it Shenandoah? Songs. That's the name of the right. band. Okay. But there is um, Country Roads Take Me Home. Yeah. It's in that. Oh, so, there you go. You're famous. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, f- fun little fact, my little town is 17 miles from the border of West Virginia, a lot of stereotypes about West Virginia are mm-hmm. sometimes true. Mm-hmm. And so my husband thought that I was from West Virginia for so long. And he kept telling people this. And I didn't know. And yeah. I would meet these people. And they'd be like, oh. <laughs> and I'd be like, no, 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 no. Finally, I figured out why they were thinking that of me. And I was like, no, we're close to West we're Virginia. Close. We're in Virginia, though. We're still divided by a <laughs> We're state still line. in there. <laughs> um, but I grew up there. I loved it. Um, and then I went to college at East Carolina University in North Carolina. Um, loved that. It was right on the coast. Grew up going there all the summers. My grandparents lived there, all that kind of stuff. Um, and so after that, I majored in psychology because what was I going to do with my life? I mm-hmm. didn't know. 
Um, and I worked at a finance company, loved it, said, well, too late to go to college for something different. I'm just going to run with the finance thing. Decided to move to Nashville. I think before it was really cool. It's been like a decade now. Maybe <laughs> maybe before it was yeah, like really popular. Right, yeah, right before. Um, and so moved here, got a job working in commercial banking, just worked my way from there. Um, I do a lot of volunteer work. I've sat on the board with a couple different organizations in Nashville. Cool. Like kids and dogs, try to try to help all the organizations that help the kids and the dogs. <laughs> what organizations are you working with? Um, Nashville Children's Alliance. What do they do? They um, provide therapy and help with like court cases for physically and sexually abused kids. Mm, okay. Um, there's cool. one in each county. Okay. So that one's in Davidson County. There would be one in Dixon County, Williamson County, et cetera. Um, yeah, that uh, that whole section that uh, when it comes to kids, you I mean obviously you're pulling some heartstrings on that one, but just the statistics on sex trafficking and sex abuse and all that yeah. is just even if it's not right in front of your face, you know a lot of us don't see it on a daily basis. Um, thank goodness, but um, you know the the market out there for something like that is just unbelievable right now. They usually have a waiting list of about sixty kids oh, just to see God. somebody to get uh basically they do interviews with the kids um forensic interviews basically where police watch on the other side of the door Mm. to pick up record and then they use that in court cases Mm. and then they also follow that child to do therapy through the age of 19. oh wow yeah so it's a lifelong journey almost Mm -hmm. or at least half of it so how do the kids get involved i mean is it just like a family member that may alert somebody Mm -hmm. or do they bring themselves in or so it's completely free of charge it is um in with like the police department and all that they're all in the same building um all the services are free once it's reported to um like the police then they get the name of that child and can reach out and schedule all the follow-up so they have to like go kick down doors and stuff um well like if you if you were in that situation and you said well i have a therapist that I, you know, my child can see. We have health insurance. We have, you know, the means to do that. Okay, you know, that's okay. You can do that. Um, if it were a situation where the cops have already investigated or done more into it, where they don't need an initial interview, mm-hmm. then they're not involved. So it's somebody who calls and says, "I don't know what to do. This has been reported, or I saw this. We got to figure something out." That's where they come in. Oh, man. Yeah. And so what, what, what's your role with the organization? Just a board member. Oh, cool. So we okay. don't know any information about the kids. We're okay. not involved in any of that just for legal reasons. Right. So just a board member, just like fundraising and okay, trying to get awareness, that kind of thing. So do you help plan the fundraisers and stuff too? Yeah. I guess as a board member, those aren't easy to do either. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. I'm on like three different boards right now and it's just all over the place trying to get get it marketed and um ticket sales or you know crazy how that works so um are y'all doing like seated dinners or live auctions or just they do some of that they do okay. um we just had one in october that they partner with the nashville police department for like a talent show oh, so the fine. the different uh law enforcement whether it be detective or on cop on the streets any of it if they have a talent they can come and perform and they have a ton of talents this is not like your high school talent show. They're like actually good. <laughs> this is like America's Got Talent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're really good. They do like singing instruments, like all the things. Cool. Um, and then 
they usually have like a special guest, uh, like artist come and sing like one time Lauren Elena, oh, different cool. people that like come and do that. And so with that, they have an entire silent auction okay. going on at the same time. That's their big fall push. Okay. Um, where do they do that? At Nashville palace by like Opryland. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Pretty good turnout usually. Mills, I guess. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's always it's nice. Great. Planning a big event like that and having nobody show up is a pretty tough thing. I know that yeah. uh, they gave it a good shot for the uh, chamber sound on the ground thing. Oh, yeah. A little little poor turnout, but that's okay. You know, it's only year two of them doing that, but um, Corey at the chamber put in a lot of work. So uh, I'm just glad it turned out the way it did, and, you know, they'll do it again next year for sure. I feel like I always miss out on Saturday events because I'm at markets. <laughs> And then it's like, a, it. like yeah. And I'm like, darn it, I missed that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, well, one day you'll be able to find some help, you know, and yeah, um, that's always the plan too for growth. So, um, so y'all moved from from whereabouts in Bellevue did y'all live? Um, on Sawyer Brown, like behind the oh, new yeah. mall, yeah. the old new mall that they tore down, complex or whatever. Yeah, they had over there. Mm-hmm. So we had a little house in like the Cross Timbers. Cool. Kind of exactly yeah. where you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I grew up uh, right next to the Loveless, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. Still, probably. Well, I say it's underdeveloped, but that high, that stretch of High One Hundred is getting yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. It's got its own little community now. Yeah, they really do. With like a Dairy Queen. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Once yeah. you get a Dairy Queen, you're on the map, baby. Right. You're on the map. Yeah, and then they've got now a massive NHC facility. Mm-hmm. They just that. put in a huge, like across the street on Pasco Road, like a billion dollar development yeah. of homes and townhomes and church and that's crazy. All kinds of stuff. I, know. I mean, Bellevue just got too busy. Absolutely. When we moved there, the well, we had lived there for like seven years in apartments, and then decided to buy a house. And when we bought that house, the mall that was old was, like, leveled. There was nothing there. Mm. There were talks and plans about building it again. And then it started building, and then it just became, like, huge. There were huge apartments with it. There was, like, the Ford Ice Center. It was just, like, busy all the time. We needed to escape that. (laughs) Yeah. And so you moved to Burns. Burns. Mm -hmm. We're at in Burns. Um, By Montgomery Bell. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Cool. Um. And do you like Burns so far? Yes, we love it. It's growing as well. I think Burns is a little um, underutilized at the moment. Yeah. Uh, they're trying real hard, and I think Morgan's doing a great job over there with everything she's trying to stir up and put yeah. them on the map, too. But it, a lot of times when people say, like, oh, where do you live? I'll be like, oh, out towards Dixon and this place, you know, mm-hmm. a little town called Burns. I'm like, oh, I've been there. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, <right. laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for visiting. I appreciate right. it. Yeah. Um, and uh, Dixon's growing as well, too. So, I mean, what um, your move out to Dixon, obviously, it's been um, a pretty successful one. I mean, is, are a lot, is a lot of your business here in town? Are you yeah. all over the place? Um, most of my business is in town. Okay. Dixon or Burns. A um, couple in Charlotte, but all of it pretty close. Um, I mean, I was on, only doing markets here up until April. Okay. So then in April, when I signed on to do the market in Gallatin, that opened like a whole new book because I didn't know anybody there at all. Thought I'd try it out. Yeah. Um, and I had this one woman. She is so sweet. She was an older woman. And every single week she would come and buy every meal that I had pre-made. Oh, she loved them that sweet. much. And she was like, I just put them in my freezer. Oh, and I mean, I, so awesome. she probably lived alone. Like, you sure, know, she sure. just threw them in the oven and she would eat them for a month. And then when I would come <laughs> back the next month, she'd buy them all again. <laughs> That's um, so nice. So I hope that they had 
It's called Inside Out Markets, and it's kind of like a high cotton concept, like smaller vendors inside one building. Um, And then they had like a small little cafe inside. And so I've done some talks with them about maybe doing like a feature night with my pasta and then like coming, you know, serving my pasta as their dinner that night or something. Um, And I hope to be able to do like drop-offs once a month, something like that, because I do have people that want pasta now up there. Mm. So. Yeah. Wow. So you are expanding the market. So I guess this, uh, the festival thing is probably going to be where it's at for a little bit until you can find some space. Yeah. I just did one last week in Murfreesboro. My husband grew up there. Okay. So family and friends out there, you know, could, I have a lot of orders out that way because of them, word of mouth, all that. So that was successful. Good. Good. Do you have competition at these festivals? I feel like this is a pretty niche type thing. Um, There's some in Nashville, like in central Nashville, like downtown, um, that do some pastas, fresh pastas. They are a lot bigger than I am. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have like huge industrial machines that are cranking out the fresh pasta, and I can't do that. (laughs) Not yet. Not yet. (laughs) Not yet. Um, And that's what I was saying about Dixon, too, a couple episodes ago, is that um, it's such a nice area to start a business because it's just developed enough to where there's, I think, last count was like 54, 55,000 people that live here. Um, and the uh, median income is going up as well, too. Job quality is going up as well. So, um, you know, those people that would typically go buy the boxed pastas or things like mm-hmm. that, now you have a whole new market for yeah. somebody that has pretty much no competition. Right. You know, that's fantastic. And you can kind of, you can kind of, pick a little thing and do it and do some little test runs and you know, yeah. you're not going to lose a whole market of people right. if something messes up or whatever it may be. There's yeah. people here a little more forgiving than Nashville. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. <laughs> I would agree. I get a lot of people that will come back that will buy like one small little bag mm-hmm. and they'll be like, okay, thanks. And then they'll come back next time and be like, oh my gosh, I didn't know this is what it was going to taste like. <laughs> like, please give me more. Give me a trash bag full yeah. of it, please. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's like, I enjoy that because I felt like, at first, I'm like, do these people even like it? Are they even cooking it? Are they taking it home and thinking, like, oh, I don't know, and just, like, sure. leaving it? But then they I've now gotten a lot of repeats and have steady customers that want all the time. So oh, that makes so me feel better. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It always takes just a little bit to get off the ground, you know, and, and spread the word. Like, doing trivia, it sucked for a little bit, yeah. you know, but it just took, like, being consistent about right. it and, and moving forward and changing things up and different marketing and better prizes and just random right. stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Starting a business is fun. It's also a headache, though. <laughs> it's not. I think I've done better or been able to balance it because it's been slower. Yeah. Like, I feel like had I made my first Facebook post and I would have had 500 orders that day, I wouldn't mm. have known what to do. Sure. So I am glad that it was a slow build and not just, like, this immediate craziness sure sure yeah it allows (laughs) you time to you know adjust and be flexible on the whole thing um so having been in dixon uh i've been here i guess for eight years now and i've seen quite a few changes but um being involved and getting to know people and obviously starting a business here what um what do you what what do you love about it you know i kind of preached on a little bit but i mean what's what's your jam about dixon i like the small town feel you still Mm -hmm. have a lot of amenities Mm -hmm. um i really like the fact that there's so much outdoor stuff to do as well but then you can go downtown there's shops there's restaurants there's all these little things to do and like you said to build a business here i could have never done this in bellevue like this would not have taken off no one would have cared 
The sense of community all. there is right. just so much different. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, we got to set up for free in front of Burns Mercantile to try it out for four or five months before I ever even sold like 20 bags of it. You know, like, I mean, it took a long time, but it was just us trying over and over and over. And finally, it just Catch. caught attention and, and, you know, built from there. So I just love the fact that people do care about small business here. And they care about the people that are running it. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many other businesses. Like, I get more likes on my social media posts about me or my dog than I do my pasta. (laughs) So they actually do, like, care (laughs) about, like, what you are, too. It's not just like, oh, well, show me another picture of your noodles. Like, that's, like, all I've got. Um, But I get probably triple the likes on anything, you know, that is not about, like, my actual pasta. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. It is such a supportive community, um, and there's there's um, what's what's good too is that uh, there's like you were saying about Bellevue is that there's a big Nashville push yeah. coming out here right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, so much to the point where there's no houses right for anybody. So um, you know, not only is kind of the population growing just in general, but the quality of the people mm-hmm. that are here that um, kind of appreciate the finer things, you know, right. which is necessary because. Obviously, uh, just inflation and cost of living in general is going to go up. But um, I think a lot of people are starting to become really health conscious as yeah. well, too. And just um, like for us in general, I mean, we've pretty much eliminated all fast food and a lot of processed foods. And um, unfortunately, with everything going on right now, the cost of just everything in general is going up. But, right. Um, you know, you've got, like, I keep saying, bringing up Elizabeth, but then you've got Victor as well, too. You've got the brewery, you know, mm-hmm. people that um, have a craft and care about it um, and charge a little extra. Right. And you've got the market to do I mean, you're not trying to do it in, like, Humphreys County right, right. now, which would be a little more difficult but right. um, on a broad scale. But, um, yeah, you've got the space. You've got the clientele. You've obviously got a great product, too. Thank you. It's absolutely <laughs> delicious. Thanks. Um, cool. So, um where do you see Dixon going? I mean, we're just, just in general. I always kind of like to ask people who haven't necessarily been here for too terribly right. long. Um, obviously, downtown's expanding quite a bit, and little sections are, are kind of popping up here and there. They put in the farmer's market. That's another yeah. thing for you yeah. right there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Um, do you think that'll pull from the Burns Farmer's Market, or do you think they'll kind of Our Burns Farmer's Market are so many. Like, we really, truly do have a lot of repeats that come every single week. Cool. Um, there are businesses who do like farm baskets that you can sign up for, um, Blooming Acres Farm. And so they have produce each week and you sign up and you can pick it up at the farmer's market. Well, when you come to pick up your vegetables, there's also all these, you know, other vendors selling stuff or like Morgan will have pumpkins. Well, people just love pumpkins and mums and all that in the fall. So then it pulls everybody else. Um, we interrupt this episode with a message from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by The Station. The Station is downtown Dixon's premier event venue. Located inside historic Mulberry Mill, The Station is a perfect space for a wedding or reception, birthday party or baby shower, conference or class, photo or video shoot, and even a live music performance. Just a quick 45-minute commute from Nashville, Clarksville, and Columbia, The station provides your guests with a classy and convenient experience in the heart of downtown Dixon's up-and-coming environment. To book your next event, please contact Andy Truman at 336 
693-4311 or email her at events at mulberrymilldixon.com. Now let's get back to it and enjoy the rest of this episode. Burns, I mean, you drive through Burns and you think, well, who lives here? You don't see any houses when you go through Burns at all. Mm -hmm. But there's so many people there. The clientele is there. The people who want finer things are definitely definitely there. there. It's just like getting the word out and saying, we have the finer things or we have the health, you know, focused things or, Mm -hmm. or whatever it may be. Come to the Burns Farmer's Market. Yeah. So it'll take a minute for it to catch on. Yeah. I mean, this year was successful though. It was our first time out there. It was not, I mean, we did not fail. Sure. Absolutely. (laughs) We did not fail. (laughs) Yeah. You moved forward just a little bit. Uh, Same thing with the barbecue fest too. I mean, that that was was a huge hit. Insane. Absolutely. Um, It seems like Dixon's doing something almost every couple weeks. Yeah, I would definitely agree. And I, like I said, I don't ever get to go to anything on Saturdays. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I missed out on that again. Cause there's like every week there's an event that I want to go to sure. and it's like, ah, I can't go. <laughs> um, well, and I think that, uh, now that, you know, we're doing like the spring street festival and, um, moved old timers day a little bit. And now this year, actually, um, uh, we're doing, Something every single weekend in December, okay. too. Yeah. yeah. So um, there's like a Christmas crawl with like hot chocolate and candies and stuff oh, with cute. some businesses. Um, a couple other things. I should know this. I'm the event coordinator. But um, the I think it's the, the weekend before Christmas. Uh, I think it's the 18th. We're getting two reindeer from oh. Morristown. Yeah. They're bringing them. Um, it's a dollar a mile to bring them there and back. Um, okay. You can't touch them. Okay. Um, and they don't necessarily like rain. Right. So um, they're just kind of there for looks. And I, I don't know. I, you may be able to feed them. I don't know. But um, we're doing a toy drive along with that mm-hmm. as well, too, to go see the um, to see the reindeer. So um, maybe if it's, you know, maybe one of those Saturdays, yeah. you'll be I'll able be to do something. I'll be there at High Cotton on the 11th for like a pop-up December 11th during that, the Christmas is that parade. the... Um, it's like the back the alley. Humane Society. Humane Society. Humane Society. Maybe. Is that what it is? What did you say it was? At Events at on High Main? Cotton. Oh, at High Cotton. Yes. Oh, not Events They're on doing Main. like a okay. back alley artisan thing. Oh, are they? Yeah. On cool. the 11th. Okay. Andy does a great job over there. Yes. She she was on and she was just telling me how many people she has to manage. And I knew it was a lot going <laughs> right. on, but I did not realize it was close to 100 people she's oh, having wow. to deal with. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot of people to have to, especially for tenants. You know, they've already right. got something to say. and. Um, I think they've done a great job with that space too. Um, I like the mix match deal and I mean, you can go in there and find anything you'd want. Yep. Dixon's really good at that. There's a lot of creatives in this town. Yes, I would definitely agree. Maybe it was a sense of community missing from like Bellevue before, but I felt like everyone just went to work and then they went home and there Mm -hmm. was no like, Hey, I do this or I know how to make this or I want to do that. Dixon 100% has that. Like, Mm -hmm. Everybody has something else that they do or an interest or they want to get involved in something else. I feel like everybody wants to volunteer or pitch in time. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah, it's hard to kind of find a group in a town like that, you know, unless you're already kind of have been there for a while and maybe you've, you've known everybody for a long time. But um, yeah, Bellevue doesn't really have, you know, your little board groups that you can right. be a part of. Or I mean, they may have a little market or f- vendor thing every now and then, but just consistent networking with the same people right. is not necessarily available there. And that's how you grow, period, yeah. is just get around people, 
same people, then different people, and then same people again. And yeah, um, I don't did. Have you? Are you a part of the? Did I invite you to the networking thing? Oh, I need no, to do that. But Sorry. on November second, I'm bringing pasta to it. Oh, oh yeah, yes. at, at um, Lonesome. Yes, yes, yes. cool. Yes. yes, can't wait. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, Morgan had mentioned something. Some I was like, ring, right, hell yeah. Some pastas. Okay. And like little Italian sandwiches. Okay. Some little finger foods. Get out of town. Yeah. Thank goodness. It's always good when people have food. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. She requested what I should bring. So. Oh. She was like, these are the things you need to bring. <laughs> yes, so ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It. We got, yes, it. got it. <laughs> yeah. Morgan's such a sweet girl. Yes. She's awesome. I'm so glad that she wants to be so involved as well, too. You know, and she's good at what she does. And she does a lot of it for free. Yeah. Pretty much all of it. Pretty much all of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much all of it. Kind of have to do that at first, you know, if you're trying to drum up, especially something so new in, mm-hmm. a, in a community that's hasn't ever had anything like right. that, you know. Um, you know, I did it as well too, as far as trivia and bingo and stuff like that goes. You just, you've got to kind of just, I guess, prove your worth, right? At first, you know, and kind of eat crow for a little yeah. bit and and move on with it. Wow. Um, <laughs> Uh, have you heard anything on the food truck stuff coming in? Is that because I've I've thought is that something you would ever be interested in, the food truck? Because Dixon right now is on the brink, right, of having them. I have okay. Never worked in restaurants. I just okay. know how to make food okay. from home. I cook all the time at home, nonstop. People come over all the time, just whether it's pasta or not. Mm-hmm. I just love to cook. I don't know if I know how to run a food truck. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> I'm not sure if I would know how. I mean, I could learn. Sure. But um, I, I, love, I don't know how you would keep it fresh. Maybe maybe you could. So what I do is when I make the dough, roll it out, cut it into shape, I immediately freeze it. So like this spinach I made like two days ago, put it in my freezer, and then I just drop it in the hot water when it's ready. Okay. So the dough will stay fresh in a freezer where I wouldn't necessarily have to make like roll it out and okay. give it to you right then. So you just, you can make it pre-make a whole lot of it mm-hmm. and then just have a pot of boiling water and yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think you could pull that off. I could probably That's figure a lot out. to take on though. Yeah. It also, we go back to like festival life, yeah. like following the markets, which I love That's the true. markets, but eventually I don't want to necessarily do it every single Saturday. Yeah. Like I would do the burns, maybe like a couple holidays. Yeah. But, but you every need that commissary weekend, kitchen. Little, yeah. So um, do you have any kind of, you're going to need an apprentice or some sort of help yeah. at some point. Yeah. <laughs> have you been checking the scene on that and getting an early start? Um, I have a friend that I work with right now and she has worked in commercial restaurant type cool. situation before. And she's like, just let me know when you want my help. <laughs> um, oh, sweet. That's always nice. And my niece that lives with us, she's 15 and she helps me with like my labels and stuff like that. So, okay. You know, she doesn't really know how to make the pasta yet, but mm-hmm. she knows how to at least get it all prepared and ready to go. Cool. So, Every little bit counts, right? Yeah. Trying it out. <laughs> if I weren't here tomorrow, she could at least label the bags. That's what I'm talking <laughs> and about. And put, put it in the bag. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. um, that's so good. Um, we're super propulsion. You know that? Like, it, 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 it makes my heart happy when people do what they love. Yeah. And I think we're seeing a huge movement in that right now with kind of um, the wild and crazy where we're living in as far as, <laughs> excuse me, people 
um, leaving kind of the office scene and working mm-hmm. from home. Yeah. Um, or whatever kind of mandates they may put into place or not, you know, or just people kind of in general getting a little tired of the nine to five. Yeah. You know? Well, and even transitioning to working from home, my office was in Brentwood. So mm-hmm. that saved me two hours a day already yeah. just by not having to drive to work where I could pick up doing other stuff, <laughs> whether it be Absolutely. laundry or pasta or whatever. Those two hours It was like huge. two hours were just like so much more time. Yep. Just not going there every day. Yeah. So that alone, I think, leaves people with more time. Whereas before it'd be like, oh, you get home from work, you got to make your dinner. And then it's just like, you got to go to bed. Mm, like to. there was no time. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I feel like if you're working from home, even if you're still that nine to five schedule, sure. you're still saving time, not having to go back and forth and all that kind of thing. You're within the general area of where you can get other stuff done as well yeah. too. And it saves you a lot of just mental anguish in general. I had a job uh, in Nashville when I was living in Dixon. Uh, it was actually in Hundred Oaks, but um, yeah, it was like hour to work every day, mm-hmm. hour back home, both during rush hour, you know, yeah. and you're just sitting there wanting to beat your head against the right. steering wheel and yeah. just scream. I did a couple times like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So make, you make a change. Um, and a lot of people, just like you, um, there's a mass exodus from kind of the city life almost. Right. I mean, even, you know, California, New York, places like that, but um, you know, obviously Nashville as yeah. well too, you know, maybe it's just some of the kind of the middle, the middle big ones. Kind yeah. Of. I mean, I, the towns that I grew up in and then went to college were bigger than Dixon, but not huge. Sure. And then of course you get out of college and you're like, I'm going to go live in a city. This is going to be great. And then you live there for a while and it's just a lot. Oh, it's so it's much to deal all with. all the time. I was, um, when did I go there last? Oh, I had to go buy a bunch of equipment for my, um, thing I started, business I started. Uh, at Guitar Center in Hundred Oaks, yeah. um, and it was supposed to be shipped that day, um, that morning. They said it was on the way; it'll be here by like eleven o'clock. So I showed up at like ten thirty and kind of was getting around, get everything organized. Well, they were like, "It's not here," so there, I went to grab some lunch. Called them, wasn't there. I ended up having to spend the entire day in Nashville. Yeah, I was driving around. Almost had a panic attack. I haven't right. driven around in Nashville yes. in a long time. Like, yeah. we'll maybe go, like, me and Anna Claire's hideout is uh, Jonathan's. Or yeah. we'll go to um, uh, Blue Moon over there off Robertson, yeah. right on mm-hmm. the water. Yeah, that's such a great spot. Um, we'll go there, maybe a place in Bellevue. And on a special night, we may go into downtown, but neither right. one of us, like, at all, because you got to pay to park, then yes. you got to get an Uber somewhere. <laughs> we went to Greenville, South Carolina, just for like a long weekend in June, and we pulled into this parking garage, and it was like seven dollars per day, and we were like, "What? We could stay here for a week." <laughs> I can't buy my car. <laughs> yeah. This is great. And we were like, "Oh my gosh, it's like seven dollars every thirty minutes in mm. Nashville." Oh yeah, it's terrible, it's awful. terrible. Um, and there's just. There's those bird scooters driving around everywhere, and there's people with dogs and people being real fit and running around. (laughs) Like, I'm just not used to having my head on a swivel driving around Dixon. It is all the time. Yeah. People of all ages, kids just running around, jumping out in the middle of the street. Construction going on everywhere. Yes. As soon as I got out of Davidson County, like, I felt like a cross was lifted off my shoulder. I got my equipment that evening, so I was real happy about that. But I got back into Dixon, and I was talking to some other people the other day, too, that you know, whenever they travel out of town, like, it's great. But, like, as soon right. as you kind of cross that Dixon County yeah. line, you're like, all right, I'm home. Yeah. And it's so comfortable. I just feel like 
Dick, well, Burns is a little bit further out, but we're like 10 minutes from Kroger or Walmart or mm. wherever you need to go yeah. in downtown. It's not hard at all. But when you drive to our house, people are like, you live in the middle of nowhere. Sure. Like, there is nothing out here, which is kind of the point. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, but then, like, it's just hard to, there's that, like, pocket in between basically Bellevue and Dixon where mm-hmm. there's nothing. Not a bit. I mean, there's no restaurant. There's no, I mean, there's nothing. So I feel like you've got to make your jump. If you're mm-hmm. going to go to Dixon, like, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we love it. I'll never go back not? to Bellevue yeah. or Nashville. Yeah, at all. It's just too no, much. No, no, no. Way too much. Yeah, and the and the void of, you know, Bellevue and then Kingston Springs and Fairview is kind of what you've got. And Fairview, I like Fairview. And I don't know, with it being in Williamson County, I don't know why it isn't more developed than I what it agree. is, you know? I mean, I'm it totally just agree. got so much potential. It's easy to get to. So easy. Yeah. So easy to get to. I mean, you've got an 840 exit right there, too. So... I mean, you can kind of jump from even Murfreesboro, really. I mean, it's mm-hmm. um, it's just easy to kind of dump off into Fairview and to Wom. I mean, even grow up in Bellevue my whole life. Like, I've always wondered, okay, this is Williamson County. Like, I feel like Williamson County is supposed okay. to have the bouginess. It may not be real clustered and close, but, like, right. it's supposed to be a bunch of bouginess there. So that's one of the things. Like, if you live in Fairview, you're paying Williamson County taxes. Yes. But you don't have the amenities that, no. you know, the Franklins or Spring Hills or anything like that does. Yeah. We actually looked at a couple of houses in Fairview when we were, mm-hmm. like, leaving nashville and i mean luckily we didn't sure. you know win any of them or choose any of them but um yeah i would agree it's a little There's... more inconvenient than dixon almost yeah, i mean because you've got to go all the way into bellevue um with where there really is nothing i mean it's just dark roads mm-hmm. too uh to get anything done um kingston springs nothing's going to happen there i mean the topography there is terrible for more commercial development mm-hmm. and all the farms are bought up by super rich people and <laughs> Uh, yeah. downtown areas got its own little niche you know yeah. sky king pieces right the bees knees it's yeah. so good um they could use uh, a couple more things but i don't think people there really care i think i think they're they're just there to hide out for yeah, the most part and i feel like their downtown doesn't have opportunity for growth like mm-hmm. in dixon there are so many side streets yep. that are ready to go yep. like 100 percent. they're pinched off at the harpeth right. river right there so you can only go so far yeah. down there and they've thrown a bunch of houses up they could have expanded yeah. kind of behind mm-hmm. there but they decided to throw all those houses up and i guess squander that but um yeah so next thing you've got is dixon you know and um there's some real potential the biggest issue in my mind right now that we have is internet you know oh um, yeah ours goes out all the time <laughs> so bad like and I hate dealing with Comcast yes. to the point where I just gave him the finger. I was like, all I want is your internet. I don't want your TV. Yeah. I've got Amazon and Spotify. Mm-hmm. But it's just a big complaint because there's a lot of opportunity for <clears throat> kind of larger businesses to come here. And, and the work from home environment as well, too. People want some land. But, hell, you go five minutes outside of downtown, down 48, and you don't have internet. Like, no. that's pretty silly. So yeah. um, I know they're they're really trying to make some strides towards broadband at the right. moment. but. Not too terribly sure what the red tape behind that one is, but I think it would. I say it every episode. I hope, <laughs> I hope they hear me over there. I had Elizabeth Coons on, who's um, kind of the assistant to the to the director over there, and uh, she was telling us some things about just how big the demand is, and I think they've got all the paperwork in place. Okay, I'm pretty yeah, sure it just needs to kind of be pushed through a little right. bit. So. Because, I mean, hell, who knows? I mean, you have some kind of shutdown like you did last year. Yeah. That's so unfortunate for those kids. I mean, talking about right. kids, like, you're talking, 
you've got kids that are being raised by their grandma on a trailer and what do you expect them to do take this laptop and yes (laughs) do something with it out in the middle of nowhere yeah right i know (laughs) it's hard enough even with like regular internet absolutely to teach from home Mm -hmm. or to assist with homework and you know working from home and school from home and now i can't remember last year if they did it. Th- I think they did it this way, but now they just like stream all their classes live. Yeah. And so you have to like log in at class time and like be ready to view. And that was a lot for me. Cause when I was a kid, if you were sick or whatever, you were just like not at school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that, that was just the end of it. Like you, there was nothing to Ferris do. Ferris Bueller's day off at <laughs> yeah. that point. Yeah. It was just like chicken soup in front of the TV. <laughs> we're done. But now it's like, okay, here's your entire day planned out. And I, yeah, if there were no internet or if we didn't have internet, sure, I don't know what you do. Like, I don't know how You'd that be works. behind, you yeah. know, and, um, you know, you're talking working from home is one thing because as right. an adult, you've got the flexibility to kind of get your stuff done and then you've got time to do things in between, but, um, trying to learn from home, yeah. you've got to be there. You've got to be sitting right there and just all the distractions going on mm-hmm. and, you're taking away the personal relationship of it. You know, I'm sure there was a lot less questions asked right. and a lot more confusion. Or I got and, the questions. Right. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't you, know the answer. Do you know common core math? <laughs> right. Because I sure as heck don't. <laughs> I don't. They're like, but didn't you go to school? I'm like, yes, but <laughs> not this, this way. Not, yeah, this is so different than <laughs> what like, we had Write to down do. your question and when you get back to school, yeah. you can ask your question. Yeah. Because I don't know the answer. <laughs> wow. Um, so how does your niece like Dixon County High School? She loves it. That's good. Yeah. It's a lot of kids over there. A lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a, quite a mix too. I think um, uh, my cousin went there. I didn't go there, um, but um, I've heard great things. Um, Joey Holly's good as well too. So um, I think Dixon's got some really good schools. I really, I really, really, really hope uh, at some point um, Dixon gets to the point to where we can have a private school of some, oh, yeah. a private high school of yeah. some sorts. Just the population growth enough. Um, I think it's really important to kind of at least have that option for some people right. on some things. Just it's so different the way that's learned and kind of how things go. Mm-hmm. And um, I think in that fashion as well too, um, you would suck a lot of people yeah. out of Bellevue and the Nashville area to come buy a farm out here just yeah. because their kids can go to a private high school I totally agree. kind of thing. Um, yeah, she did uh, eighth grade at Burns Middle School and then is now at uh, Dixon County. Burns Middle School is great. The new one? Yeah. Oh, man. I, I have mean, not great. been in there yet. It looks so beautiful. We couldn't go in because it was like during COVID. Absolutely. So I didn't go in, yeah. but she loved it. Her teachers were great. That's so good. It was awesome. Good, good, good. Because I know there's a lot of controversy behind building that thing in the first place. And um, I'm glad they bit the bullet and did it. I mean, Dixon, you got to prepare, right. you know, kind of for what the growth is. And um, I really pray Burns kind of decides to bite the bullet on a lot of things and there's a couple little changes that they could make that would really just put them on the map. I mean, I can see Burns being, you know, like a like a Leaper's Fork type yeah. area. There's a real big potential for that. I mean, yes. you've got 96, like I said, that just runs all the way to Fairview. And right. That's the main vein right there. Mm-hmm. You can develop some 96 things 96 is there. so busy. Mm-hmm. I mean, anytime that you come out of like a cross street to turn left, I mean, you're waiting like two or three minutes. Yep. Which is great. I mean, annoying when you're in the car, but sure. great if you had businesses along 96. Yep. And they're putting, they put that cut through right mm-hmm. there as well, too. So, I mean, they're putting money in for some infrastructure as well. But, um, and I think there's going to, Morgan said something about a big development that's going to go on there. Yeah. Yeah. Near like the ballpark. Yeah. 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 So, um, I saw, I was at a chamber luncheon the other day, and I think that there's potential. There's been approved um, like 1,500 um, condo units for all over Dixon that yeah. have been approved to be built. So, 
obviously they're preparing for something. They're doing their traffic studies and seeing kind of how much business Dixon is getting. And McAllister's just opened. I love McAllister's. I haven't been there yet. I haven't either. I was so frustrated with myself because I reminded myself in my mind and did not write it down (laughs) to go on like opening day. Yeah. And I totally missed it. And then I saw it on Facebook and I was like, darn it. Dang it. I missed it. (laughs) Yeah. You could have stood in line for free sweet tea for a year. Uh, I don't know if I would have done that. Uh, I was talking to somebody who was it? I forgot who I was. Well, I know who I was talking to, but I'm not going to say the name, but, um, we were standing there and I had gotten there, not really late, but just like right before it started. And, uh, they were standing over there kind of just talking and I looked and, and this line is from the door wrapped <laughs> all around the parking lot. And I was like, what is going on? Are these people just here to get a seat? Right. You know? And they're like, and the conversation prelude to the conversation is we were talking about how hard it was to find help and that people just don't want to work anymore. <laughs> And, and here was, they all And here they are standing in line for free sweet tea for a year oh at like gosh. ten o'clock in the morning on a Monday or right. a Tuesday. And I was like, there's more people standing in line for free sweet tea than, than there are need. for a job application. Right. Right. I was like, they should require these people to yes. at least fill out the application yeah. <laughs> in order to get their free sweet tea for Absolutely. a year, whether they take the job or not. But Right. That's a good idea. Yeah. People show up for free stuff all the time. <laughs> Just do. give them the job application with they their free items. Do, yeah. Morgan said something great the other day. It was like, if you if you do one or two free things, everything seems to be free. You know, yes. you just get people showing up for the free stuff and you end yeah. up losing money at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have your kind of giveaways, but there's got to be some skin in the game yeah. in order to make something happen. I would totally agree with that. And that's kind of another breaking point where Dixon's at right now is that, um, and just in general, people are trying to get away from the whole college scene, you know, and right. whether they have a passion to move forward on something or just kind of lazy, um, you know, college just doesn't really seem to be for everybody. So, um, you just, I, mean, kinda, I went and I don't use it. I don't either. <laughs> I went for, I went to three different schools, four different majors, and I made it in four and a half years Yeah, and I don't use it. I got a right. agricultural economics degree. Yeah. <laughs> I did psychology and child development. Yeah. You kind of use child development a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, heart. I really wanted to do that. And then yeah. it's like you get a job and you see the money and you're good at that. Yeah. And you're like, well, I can just make money now doing this other job that has nothing to do with my degree. Or I can spend like another two years in school. Yeah. Not making money. <laughs> And so it's like, well, as a 20-year-old, you're like, oh, well, I need some money. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm just going to stick with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and all the debt going on right now, too. The student loans just aren't getting paid back. Like, it's just a... I see so many, like, internet memes about that. Just all the time. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Um, I'm very thankful to not have student loan debt. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I would follow those memes if I were in their position. Absolutely. absolutely, (laughs) Right? Uh, But there's a big push for the technical colleges and stuff. and, And maybe even... Like, I've always thought this, too. Like, stuff that you've got going on, you could become, like, a little mini professor over yeah. there and do, like, a home ec cooking class or okay, something. Okay, my husband, who cannot cook, I mean, literally cannot <laughs> Can't make cook. a peanut butter like, and jelly sandwich. cannot do any of it. <laughs> always tells me, well, I took culinary arts in high school. And I'm like, I don't know how you passed. <laughs> and he always goes over this entire story of, like, his teacher was the manager at Little Caesars and, like... <laughs> I'm like, I'm sure they went to culinary school for that management position at Little Caesars. But he is like, I got an A in that class. And I'm like, I think they just passed you because they didn't want to deal with you. Like, there's no way. 
And so the other day he was like, why don't you just become the home ec teacher at Dixon <laughs> County? And I'm like, well, you have a point. I could do that. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> yeah. could. Yeah. Cooking is definitely very important, especially quality cooking. Right. So well, he can. He always like spits out definitions of something that he learned in that school. And I'm like, yeah, but can you do it? <laughs> like, I can say it. He's like, I know what a roux is. And I'm like, but can you make one? <laughs> like, no, you can't. So just stop talking about it. Oh, that's so silly. Yeah. Well, good. He sounds like a supportive husband, too. Yeah. 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 He likes to taste test. That's awesome. And he helps set up. And cool. I have this like big freezer with my logo on it that I haul around everywhere. Cool. It's pretty heavy, so he helps me get that yeah. going. <laughs> In and out. And you yeah. got a generator and stuff you plug it into? Most of the time, people have electric available. That's true. So I don't that's carry true. one. Yeah. Okay. But if needed, I can. And that's so nice that you don't have to really do anything on site. Like, you just freeze it right and you're done. And then... Yeah. Well, it's like a Papa Murphy's kind of thing. Right. Yeah. That's why we have four freezers at our house. Oh, yeah. yeah. Filled to the brim. Yes. Do you rotate it pretty quickly? Yeah. Um, Like, I usually will make, let's say, 100-ish bags a week. Okay. And... Most of the time, like, that's gone in the weekend. Oh, wow. At a show or event. So then... That's awesome. It's, like, empty. So how long does it take you to make 100 bags? The whole week. Okay. The week. Um, I usually do... <laughs> Just see you with yeah. this flower going everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. all over the... Yes. <laughs> it's pretty controlled to, like, actually make it. It's when I'm, like moving it from one place to another and there's just like flower trailing okay. behind me like um pig pen on the peanuts yeah. so it's do your like dogs flower. get all you have to like put them away while you're doing this or? uh yeah they don't the only one that's ever around is louie the little wiener dog okay. because he likes to just kind of follow around and do stuff so he sometimes has flour on his like little back and he's just <laughs> walking around but they do understand the noise of like the machine that will cut it and so like some noodles like if you're Sheet of pasta isn't exactly square on the sides. Like, little pieces will fall Mm -hmm. off where it it didn't fit exactly in the cut part. And so they know that sound, and they'll come, like, wait under it. Because they'll know, like, the little tiny pieces will fall. (laughs) So they're they're little vacuums. Okay. Yeah. So they do understand that noise, and they will come, like, sit beside it. Hold on. Mom's going to drop something. Yeah. Even though it doesn't even, like, there's a counter underneath it. I guess they just, like, hope that maybe one rogue... (laughs) piece will like hop off the counter and they'll get it it's like pavlov's dogs over there isn't it yeah they know the noise of the pasta machine do they have a favorite pasta do you feed them no okay a lot of it has garlic in it which is like a Uh, no-no for dogs sure so no they don't ever really get it but i do have a genius idea what's that because it's like louis linguini and Mm -hmm. he's the dog is to make like a peanut butter dough okay and bring it to the market like i wouldn't put it through my pasta machine just for like peanut sure. allergy situations so sure. it would be kind of like hand cut not sure super uniform mm. but to bring that to an event mm. so would you still cook it or could you would no, peanut butter dough like would just raw. be like a peanut butter yeah. pasta kind of it'd thing. be like peanut butter and like oats oh cool and like roll it for like your dog yeah be like your dog can have pasta too yeah getting into the animal space is I always pretty want. key i'm also that person that's like oh it's for my dog <laughs> but yeah people love stuff for their dogs <laughs> so i guess humans could eat it too yeah yeah it would totally be anything that we should it's too. like sharing an ice cream cone with right. your dog right <laughs> yeah have you seen the commercial i don't even know what it's for right now but he makes the plate of spaghetti and he has like one with like sauce and meatballs on it and one with just like plain noodles and he comes and sits down on the couch and the dog like gets on the couch with him and eats it no that's exactly what made me think i need to make <laughs> yeah. a dog like pasta dough <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, have your dogs eat with you. Right. And they'd be pretty messy eaters, though. Yeah. That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> That's totally awesome. Fine. Great idea. Yeah, I think, because uh, I know that, uh, I guess Hannah may have gotten into it, and some other people have kind of, um, maybe you've gotten into just those vendor booths. You've always got some kind of dog something, yes. some kind of dog treat mm-hmm. or like a dog scent or right, not scent, a dog spray right. kind of for yeah. the scents. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, you got anything else? I got to tell Louie how to make it. Yeah. It's like, that'll be your thing. <laughs> Little paws. Yeah. So that's how you just get out there. Yeah. <laughs> you got to figure that one out. You can't discriminate. You got to do something for cats too. Oh man. I don't know anything about cats. <laughs> you don't? Have you ever had a cat? Yeah. Okay. Growing up, we had cat. Okay. We had a few of them, but... Not a cat person? I mean, if I, like, found one or one wandered into my house, yeah. I would totally keep it and help it, but I would not go seek a cat. <sighs> yeah. We didn't really either. I haven't seeked any of my animals <laughs> at all. One of them popped up on Facebook when was, my wife was like, we gotta have it. Okay, fine. Um, and then I almost hit my other one with my car. It jumped out in front of me in the middle of the road. Oh, no. And I pulled over, and she just sat down and looked at me. And I opened my door, and she just jumped in. Yeah. Laid down in the front seat. And I took her to the vet. She had a chip. Called the owner. He had, like, six other dogs and lived on a farm. He was like, oh, she always runs away. Like, you can have her. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, I go back to the vet, and they called him. He was like, yep, he can have her. I was like, okay. So they changed all the stuff on the chip, and they were like, uh, before you take this dog, we just want to let you know that, and I forgot the name of the, the guy, but um, apparently the guy that had the farm was a farm manager for an ex-Predators player. Oh, yeah, and, that makes sense. Yeah, and, uh, the, the, and he had, the Predators player had moved to Colorado, I guess, to play for whatever team right. there. I'm not a hockey fan, but, um, and left the dog with the farm owner, or the, the farmhand, and, uh, but before he had left, he had put her through, um, five thousand dollars worth of obedience training yes and i was like whoa i was like no wonder she's so well behaved like because yeah. i brought her after i took her to the vet like he wouldn't answer my phone call when i was calling him so i brought her back here and she just laid right down in my feet yes when so i worked sweet. in sports and music uh like banking a lot of them would get um dogs to go on like their tour buses and they would spend thousands of dollars to train them like exactly what to do mm-hmm. and they would bring them into the office and they'd just literally sit there they would not do anything just not move a bit yeah there's a, a guy i guess he's homeless i don't know um i don't want to judge but i've never i've seen him walking up and down the street all the time with stuff and a, and a pit bull um, i think her name's pretty pretty girl i think Aww. is her name but uh he goes over to this tobacco shop all the time and um i saw him sitting outside and where did i go what was i doing over there i don't know but uh he walked he i watched him and he just he sat her down out in front of the door, and he walked in and got his cigarettes or whatever he was doing, Gosh. and she just sat there. I was like, God, this dog's going to run off. Oh, no, my dog would no. just be gone. Yeah, I know. She just gone. sat there, and as soon as he got out, he grabbed <laughs> yeah. the leash, and there they go. Oh, my goodness. And then Elizabeth at Bordable found a cat oh. um, behind in the alley. Right. And um, it had a um, sinus infection, so his eye was hanging out. Oh, so apparently yeah. the snot doesn't run out their nose. It backs up behind their eye. Oh. Uh, so she got it fixed and put it on Facebook, and his name, she I think she named him Captain Jack Sparrow. Um, and then I was scrolling through and, um, she popped, it popped up and I sent it to my wife, Anna Claire. And I was like, and our daughter had been begging for a cat. She yeah. wanted one since Christmas and, um, didn't get her one. We got her a stuffed cat and we're like, I promise we'll get you a cat. <laughs> and then this one pops up and yeah. uh, we're like, all right, sweet. We'll get it. Yeah. Uh, changed his name to Fetty Wop. There you go. Because he's from the streets, you right. know, and he's got one eye. And... I was going to say they've removed one eye. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's got one eye. 
and um, he's a little gangster. I mean, he's so sweet, but he'll hide behind stuff and like jump right. out and slap you. And he fights. He plays with the dogs, so um, it's a good time though. Yeah, our Louis does not like cats at all. Don't really know why. Maybe they're the same size ish. <laughs> he's just like weird about it. The two big ones, they don't really like seem to notice or care that okay. much about them. Okay. Like if I take one of them, our big white dog, her name's Dolly. She's just like a mutt. Um, when I take her for a walk, if she sees a cat, she's like, mm. she'll pull really hard to like go look at it, but she doesn't ever really like, do anything. It's not a complete freak out. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Cool. All right. We're no, we like, don't have a cat yet. We're at an hour and 10 okay. minutes. Got it. Are you good? Do you have anything yes. this? Anything you want to mention? Let's drop your socials. What do you got? How can people find you? I'm at Louise Linguini on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, even though I don't have anything posted. Yeah. You can come follow me yeah. and see the disaster that I may come up with on there. <laughs> It'd be some of the first followers. Yeah, that's okay. I got to figure it out somehow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then my next markets, I'll be at Moss and Embers in Burns on November 6th. Cool. And Kingston Springs at Hayshed Farms. They do a holiday one every year. It's super successful. Like right behind their downtown. So if you go to okay. like past those new houses yep. towards Burns, mm -hmm. it's like a huge farm right there on the Harpeth. I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. They do they try to put like a do they have a kayak put in there or something? Is it right on the Harpeth? It's right on the Harpeth. I know that they have like a little Airbnb, like mm -hmm. they have the main house that they live in, and mm -hmm. then they have like a little Airbnb um I don't want to say TP. It's like a glamp. Glamping. Yeah. Situation. Okay. Um, and then they have like events there, but I don't okay. know if they do a put in. For some reason, I feel like, and I don't know if they ever, because I feel like one time I saw they put a sign up and then I drove and there was going to be like a coming soon kayak put in. Oh, maybe. And then I, well, then I drove by like six months later and it wasn't there. Huh. So I don't know if they just gave up. Know. It's kind of a cluster to try to do that. Yeah. So I, I don't think I would have taken that venture on. Yeah, I'm not sure. All right. So anyway. Anyway, yeah, that's November 13th. Okay. And then I won't be back in Dixon County area until December 11th for okay. the parade downtown. What's the best way to order from you? Uh, social media. Okay. Just I have like anywhere. my business card and stuff posted on there. Okay. Call, text, email, cool. message me on there. All good. All the good things. Yeah. Cool. Delicious product, by the way. Thank, Thank you, you for bringing it. I truly appreciate it. I'll definitely finish that up. Yes. Um, Anna Claire's coming home from, so she's been in Boston since Thursday. Okay. Um, she's coming home. She'll get home at like probably 11. So it'd oh, be wow. nice to have, yes. have a little late night snack. Just throw it in your oven. Yeah. You're all set. Cool. Yeah. Lovely. Well, thank you so much for coming. I really thank appreciate you. it. Uh, thank you guys again for listening. Thanks for the continued support. We're on our way to the 50th episode. I guess you got my invite, right? Yes, I'll cool. be there. And um, I'll ask if you want to bring anything. Have at it. Sure. Because I've got, I'm, I'm going to have, um, I think with you... I've had Justin. Um, I'm going to have the Korean barbecue girl. Um, I've not met her, but I've heard great things Starlight. about yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll have um, had Will Pinkerton, who also does barbecue. I've got Victor Lugo coming up in a couple weeks. Um, I've had Elizabeth on here, and I've had um, Jason and Lori uh, oh, yeah. Bertram um come mm -hmm. on here so i've got a whole spread of okay. people with food <clears throat> and it's uh it'll be 50 episodes it'll probably be it's it's everybody plus one um so it'll be a little over 100 people because i've had kind of couples and stuff on here too but um so that's kind of what we're gonna do we just have kind of a potluck and anybody that wants to bring food and it's okay. byob and i'll have music playing and okay just a big networking thing sounds so, good cool we can Thank make you. pasta yeah <laughs> woo -woo. maybe you can do a little pasta teaching thing there 
Maybe. Who knows? We can get wild. We can it. try it out. There's plenty of room up there um, yeah. at the War Memorial, so um, we'll have a blast. All right. Cool. Well, thank you guys again for, sh- for listening. Um, be sure to like, subscribe, all the good things. Uh, it helps me out quite a bit uh, with my views and everything else. You guys are awesome. And until next time, peace. Thanks again to the station for sponsoring this episode. If you are looking to book your next wedding or reception, baby shower or birthday party, conference or class, photo or video shoot, or even a live music performance, please reach out to Andy Truman at 336-693-4311 or shoot her an email at events at mulberrymilldixon.com. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, please reach out to me directly via email at yourvibespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and always remember, stay vibey, my friends.